1: Hey, everybody, it's our Family and Relationships Month, so let's talk about a movie with creepy kids. Because why not?
2: Why not?
3: Everybody's got them.
1: Right, well, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, Pat, I, I I need to make a quick comment to you real fast.
3: Yeah, yeah man.
1: Yeah. Um, so the the people at home can't see this right now but we are we're on the yeah. zoom call and and i we can see everybody's videos and uh pat you you have a lighting fixture that is uh, all i can see cuz you've got your phone i think pointing up towards the ceiling
3: yeah i'm have i'm having some eats and i just don't you know want I want you guys like watching me shovel food in my mouth
1: no that's that's fine but all i can think of when i see that light fixture up there is
0: yeah yeah oh <laughs>
1: That's we all know. I can think of. So anyway, that's, you know.
3: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now I now I, now I found the little thing on my Zoom screen where I can see my uh, my picture. And I see the four lights. But then I also think of, what was that ray? It was in the original series. They put him in the tube and they shot him with the ray. It was the invisible ray, you know. And it made that sound effect. Woo, 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 you know, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, and yeah. It somehow,
2: Everything like, on the original <laughs> series made that sound effect. <laughs> well, that, that's true. Yeah,
3: but it, was, it, it <laughs> wasn't the box. It wasn't the pain box uh, in, from the alternate thing, but it was like it, it did something to erase their brain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It wasn't the planet with Landru. What was it? The one with the yeah, – I don't know. Gosh, and
2: I just watched a lot of original series recently, but I, I know the – I can picture it, but I can't, like – I'm not locking in an episode.
3: We were in a – we were in a is like it, a music uh... staff, music music team meeting. Well, John is – Googling the, the answer, and it was funny. We were in this music team meeting. Was Is it about, Dagger of the Mind? Dagger of the Mind. That looked because remember they put him in that thing that looked like a shower. Uh huh.
0: I'm
3: going to go back after I watched um, um, Strange New Worlds. I'm going to go back and watch that just so I can hear that kind of sound effect. But it was funny. We were in this like um, the, neutralizer. <laughs> the neutralizer, the neutralizer, the
1: neural neutralizer.
3: Yes. I've, yes. Yeah. We have a neural neutralizer in our house. There you go.
1: You might want to get that checked out. So
3: we might, we might, I might need to get some blood work on that one. Yeah. So we were in this meeting and I remember like I made some comment. It, somehow we were talking about who's really in charge and who's making the decisions. And I'm just like, look, if we get all the way back to this, such and such, when we go there and we find out it's some computer named Landrum telling us what to do, I'm going to be really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can cue the crickets. Like everybody in the room was looking at me. And it's funny because um and he used to he used to uh work at Hawthorne and uh was the other band director at the middle school, his name was Chuck. Yeah, big Star Trek band, and he leans over and he goes, Um Pat, you you realize you just lost the entire room with that reference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Really? Nobody watches Star Trek here? And he's like, No, no, Pat, that that it's 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 done. I said, Well, you watch it because he had the big picture on the wall up. But yeah, I, I pulled Landrew reference and everybody lost them, gone.
1: You have you, you pull the. Oh, Landry, there's no accounting for taste. I know. You you pull the Landrew reference and the only correct response is. That's extraordinary. What would you yeah. like to do next? What yeah. would you like to do next? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode we're going to be talking about the good son, uh, mm-hmm. which is is not Algonquin for A, but uh, it is the good son. Starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. So if you want to see uh Kevin McAllister and Frodo Baggins get into a fight, this is the movie for you.
3: Speaking of a dagger through the mind.
1: Battle of the bowl cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, some some have the battle of the bulge, we have the battle of the bowl cuts.
3: <laughs> okay, and I'm just gonna I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. Go for I'm it. just Dad, bad stuff is happening. Well, have you gone to Uncle? What's his name? Well, yeah, but they won't listen. Uh, okay, I'll I'm gonna get there as soon as possible. Well, like three days passed, and he didn't even sh- show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what what was he doing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just okay. Okay, I'm, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I'm good now. No, that's that's fine. I'm gonna go back to my quiet place.
1: Well, because we we know that. We know that Pat you're you're not a fan of the movies where children are put in danger. Mm-mm. And there are several moments in this movie where there is potential murder. Yeah. Of of children. So. All yeah, right, is, real real uh, quickly, we spoil freely here, so be warned. If we start to talk about a movie and you don't want to hear anything about it, hit that little uh Skip button maybe once or twice, and and we've probably moved on at that point. Make sure you visit our website, 30podcast.com. You can leave a rating, a voicemail. You could become a co-executive producer via Patreon over there. We've got a bunch of bonus episodes on that platform. We are also turning 500. We've got our 500th episode coming up very, very soon. And there is a section on our website talking a little bit about that and how you can contribute to our 500th episode. Um, if you have a f- story of you mowing your lawn and you have a favorite moment of the podcast uh, that made you laugh out loud and, and accidentally cut some kind of weird zigzag pattern into your lawn um, and it turned into the movie Signs and things got weird, and I don't know, um, feel free to let us know. You can leave a voicemail. You can email us. You can use the hashtag 30pod500 uh, across any of the social media platforms that haven't imploded by this point. Um, whatever you want to do, uh, but just share that stuff with us. We would love to hear from you. We're going to be recording that one probably within the next few weeks. Um, so you got a little bit of time to get your stuff in there, but um, we would love to hear from you and kind of love to hear, you know, what you've enjoyed about the show over the years that we've been doing it. So. All right. Um, let's see. Right, let's just jump on right on in here. Uh, this one came out on September 24th, 1993, rated R for some obvious reasons. Runtime of one hour, 27 minutes, directed by Joe Rubin, who did Sleeping with the Enemy and The Stepfather. Writer was Ian McEwen, who did Atonement and On Chesil Beach. Producers were Mary Ann Page and Joe Rubin. Mary Ann Page did Home Alone 3 and Miracle on 34th Street. Rubin did Money Train and True Believer. Composer was Elmer Bernstein, who did The Magnificent Seven and To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, as well as Ghostbusters and Animal House. Cinematographer was John Lindley, who did Pleasantville and St. Vincent. Editor was George Bowers, who did Private Benjamin and From Hell. Production company, 20th Century Fox. Budget was $17 million. Box office was $60.6 uh, Did not have a cinema score for this one. Flick Metrics gives it a 54%. Macaulay Culkin plays Henry. He was in Home Alone and My Girl. Elijah Wood was Mark. He was in The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wendy Cruson played Susan. She was in Air Force One and The Santa Claus. David Morris played Jack. He was in The Green Mile and 12 Monkeys. Daniel Hugh Kelly played Wallace. He was in Cujo and Star Trek Insurrection. Jacqueline Brooks, uh, who died in 2013, played Alice Davenport. She was in The Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, and Ghost Story. Quinn Culkin played Connie Evans. She was in Wish Kid and Only the Lonely. Ashley Crowe played Janice. She was in minority report and little big league guy. Strauss played Mr. Highway. Uh, he was played Mr. Highway. Well, that's a weird credit to have in there. Yeah. Cause Mr. Highway was say. a dummy. So I don't know. <laughs> that's <clears throat> that's kind of weird. Uh, that might be a mistake. Let's chalk that up as a mistake. We'll, we'll, we'll throw that one overboard.
3: I think uh, you just summed up the movie. Let's just chalk it up as a mistake. Let's
1: just chalk it up as a mistake. Um, so anyway, a couple of quick trivia things for this one. Uh, Jesse Bradford was originally slated to play Henry, but Macaulay Culkin's father wanted his son to star in this movie and said, "If you don't put him in here, I'm pulling him out of Home Alone 2. So Fox Fox agreed to his uh, due to his bankability. Uh, so they removed the other actor and put Macaulay Culkin in. My understanding, <laughs> with with a lot of the background of this movie, my understanding is Macaulay Culkin's father just kind of bullied his way into getting whatever he wanted.
2: It seems that way for sure, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Because they well. switched, like they delayed production on this for over a year because of all that so that Macaulay Culkin could be in it, but he had to film Home Alone 2 first. So originally uh, Mary Steenburgen was supposed to be in this as the mother Um And she had to drop out because it was taking too long to make the movie. The director had to drop out at some point, either because of timing or because of disagreements with Macaulay Culkin's father. So it just kind of sounds like there was a lot of Macaulay Culkin, or Kit Culkin, I think was his father's name, kind of bullying people around and throwing his weight around.
3: You remember that Next Gen episode where the Little Rascals won? Yeah. Yeah. I want it now! No! 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what John is. You're narrating this. That's kind of what I think of. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I want it now! 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 Now!
3: The thing that makes the the Greatest Gen podcast when they record the episode mm-hmm. is that they play the Harry Potter soundtrack. Yes. Whenever they do that drop.
1: Yes. <laughs> My problem is, um, and this is, of course, this episode will get released probably at least a couple of weeks after this has happened. Um, I'm going to have that in my head the entire time this Friday because I'm taking my daughter to the Harry Potter convention in Chicago. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: so I There's just <laughs> I just know that I'm going to have that in my head the whole time. That like, I'm going to see merchandise that we may be interested in buying and just be like, I want it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That actually has become, like, when I, in my head, or if I do, if I'm, like, joking about something and I do an impersonation of, of Harry Potter or any of the characters within Harry Potter, that is actually the mm-hmm. voice I use now. I've just stolen it from Greatest Gen. <laughs>
3: That's awesome.
1: I'm Harry Potter, and I want it now. Um, Let's see. Uh, McCully and Elijah were trained by stunt coitered coordinator Jack Gill rehearsed for six weeks before shooting the climactic scene so they could be comfortable acting while hanging from a cliff 180 feet above water. Um, And actually, when Henry's mother drops it, spoiler alert, when Henry's mother drops him, a shot of Macaulay Culkin himself falling away from the camera on the actual cliff was required. After discussions with Culkin and his parents, uh, he agreed to do a 30-foot fall on a cable off the actual cliff um, but he wanted one thing in return. He wanted a BB gun. So he performed the cable fall and was given his BB gun as payment.
2: Talk about, I want it now.
1: Mm-hmm. I want a red Rider carbon action. He did, he did that whole thing. It's like, what do you want? Mm. Well, I want residuals. I want this. And I want a red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock. And this thing was tells time. And he got it.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: All right, Uh, let's see. Let's do a quick synopsis for this one. We'll play the trailer, and then we'll be back here with major moments to kind of walk you through the plot for this one. Macaulay Culkin delivers a chilling performance as a young boy with a dangerous secret. When his cousin, played by Elijah Wood, comes to stay, a terrifying game of survival begins. Co-starring Wendy Crewson and David Morris, this gripping psychological thriller tests the boundaries of family loyalty and uncovers the deadly consequences of unchecked evil.
3: You know this one? Great big gobs of yeah. greasy grimy gopher gun mutilated big monkey meat chocolate little piggy feet french fried eyeballs swimming in a pool of blood that sure tastes good Henry, come
0: on down here. Behind his smile lies a secret.
3: Here, my made two of them so we could be brothers.
0: Hey, Mark, come on, let's go. Where are we going? Behind his eyes lies a plan.
3: Who is he? Mr. Highway. Wow. What are you gonna do with it?
0: And behind the image of a good son.
3: Coming? So what are you guys up to out there? Sorry, Mom, top secret. Where are we going? We're here.
0: Lies the terrifying truth.
3: Say goodbye. No! (laughs) you know you did? You could have killed people. I feel sorry for you. You just don't know how to have fun. What? You're a doctor. You know things. Well, some things.
0: What if there was this boy, he did these terrible things because he liked doing it? Such
3: a sweet little thing.
0: It'd be too bad if something were to happen to her.
3: Wouldn't you say he was evil? I don't believe in
0: evil. You should. When innocence is just a mask. Do you really think I'd hurt her? You wouldn't. your Mark. So violent. When trust becomes a weapon, <gasps> then anyone can become the next victim. Henry. No. Stop.
3: you go. You
0: think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, The Good Son.
3: This is a
1: real awkward sequel to Home Alone.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just totally, it kind of shifts.
1: I mean, he he enjoyed what he was doing to the Wet Bandits so much that uh, I just something within him snapped and he was never quite the same.
3: It's that escalation, mm-hmm. you know, the outside escalation. Obviously, yeah. uh, we're going to we're going to sing our same tune uh, with that um, trailer music because the trailer music was very, very different than the Elmer Bernstein score.
1: Yeah. 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 I you like know? that. I, we're kind of jumping ahead to Elmer Bernstein for a second, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed getting some little hints of, uh, you know, as I'm listening along, I'm like, Ooh, I'm getting a little, little. there's a little Ghostbusters moment there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I felt a, a few little hints of like a, you know, a little black cauldron stuff in there and, um, yeah, kind of a nice job of, of adding to the creepy undertones of, of the whole thing.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But that, that trailer music was quite different.
1: Yeah. That was very different. That was more like uh, oh. you know, eighties low budget horror movie, like psychological yeah. thriller type music. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, major moments. So we've kind of broken the plot down into 10 major moments. If you have not seen the movie, we always say that you can pause us, go watch the movie and come back. Or if you don't need to do that, um, and if you don't mind being a little spoiled on, well, a lot spoiled because we're going to walk through the whole plot. um, We will walk you through the plot of the movie. If it's been a while since you've seen it or haven't seen it before, this is a way of doing kind of a quick fly through of what the plot is for the movie. And then after that, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about our thoughts and opinions on this. All right, major moment number one, um, the introduction of the characters and loss. So um, Mark Evans, who I believe is supposed to be about, I think he was supposed to be about 12 years old in this, um, Mm -hmm. after losing his mother, is sent to stay with his Uncle Wallace and Aunt Susan in Maine, where he meets his cousins, Henry and Connie. Um, Nothing quite like having a movie that uh, we already know is a bit of a, Psychological thriller take place in Maine, which isn't that um, Stephen King's home stomping grounds.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
1: So nothing quite like having that connection. Um, <clears throat> we we start to notice some disturbing behavior. Uh, Mark notices Henry's odd fascination with death and his increasingly disturbing behavior, which escalates to uh, from you know shooting at animals to killing an animal to throwing a dummy onto the Mister Highway. Um very different from Mr. Bucket. Um, but uh Mr. Highway hu- some fun. <laughs> Mr. Highway. Car. Highways of
2: fun.
0: <laughs> I'm not I, really I, sure I, where I that don't... goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I tried. Yeah. I did. I just yeah. wasn't sure. Mr. Highway. Fastly no fun. There it is. There you go.
3: There it yeah, is. See there.
1: Yeah. I what? think you might have a career in jingles, John. Hey, there we go. know, you put your cars under my overpass. <laughs>
2: I no. Nope.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> that was a no, that's a better stretch. Sounds a bit
2: on yes. for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll workshop that a little bit. We'll come back to it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, uh, it escalates to throwing this dummy onto the highway causing a uh, massive dangerous pileup of cars and RVs. Um so that uh, that escalated quickly. Um mm-hmm. Henry actually reveals his plan to kill his sister, Connie, uh, leading Mark to kind of stay up all night in her room to protect her. Um, So things are, again, escalating fairly quickly uh, as Henry is kind of getting more and more intense with the stuff he's telling Mark. Hmm. Uh, Despite Mark's efforts, Henry nearly drowns Connie during an ice skating trip, causing her to fall into a coma. So we have uh, this scene. You know, he's already threatened his little sister. (laughs) And we have the scene where he goes out. uh, We don't find out until they're already gone. um, But he goes out ice skating with her. And there's a scene where they're kind of spinning around a bit. And and then they get close to the section you're not supposed to go to because the ice is very thin there. And he shoves her and she goes sliding and actually ends up falling Mm -hmm. through the ice. And uh, he he makes a show of trying to help save her, but he's not really trying to grab her and just kind of watching her as, as she's about to go under the water and she does go under, but um, there are some folks mm-hmm. that after, after spectating for maybe a bit too long, do rush out uh, and then help pull her out of the water there. They
2: did all just sort of stand there and twiddle their thumbs. <laughs> yeah, a they did bit. kind of. Yeah.
1: I was like, maybe let's move a little faster there next time. <laughs> yeah.
3: Put a little hustle in it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so Henry and Mark, I, uh, and, and this whole scene, then he starts at what, what Mark tries to do at this point is he tries to, I mean, there's other attempts on, on Connie's life. Um, and he is, he's, he's worried about Connie. He's also worried that this might escalate, like he might get killed. Somebody else might get killed. So he starts to kind of share some of his misgivings with his aunt, Susan. Um, and there's, there is a point a little bit later in the movie where she even confronts Henry and, uh, you know, takes some of what Mark has been telling her and kind of confronts him later. I don't know if you guys know, they actually did several takes of this and I was able to, I was able to find, um, some of the audio where, uh, Henry is explaining to his mom that, um, that this is all just a big mistake, that nothing happened, and and then his cousin Mark walks in. And I, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but I, I uncovered this. So this is a 30-podcast exclusive um, lost audio from The Good Son. I did not hit her. It's not true. I did not hit her. I did not.
2: Oh, hi, Mark. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: God. Oh boy! Lost, uh, lost, lost audio from the
1: Good Son. Um, oh man! Here's a random question. After I just played that, which movie would you rather watch, The Good Son or The Room? Room. <laughs> that was as fast as I thought it would be for you, Pat. guys say, he slammed
2: I- that down <laughs> hard. Yep. Okay.
1: All right. Um. Yeah. So after after Henry. Uh, you know, after we have some of these issues with Henry, um, Susan finds a missing rubber duck that belonged to Henry's younger brother, which we have learned uh, throughout the movie that he died. The younger brother died. And um, I believe we had found out that his younger brother had drowned. Um, he drowned in the in the bathtub or something like that. Um, and there was this missing rubber duck that apparently had been Henry's at one point. Uh, was taken from Henry and given to the younger brother, Richard. And then after Richard's death, Henry took it back because it was his to begin with. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I mean, that sounds normal.
1: Sure. Yeah. and, And clearly, I mean, this, this is from 30 years ago. So clearly we don't know the rules about, you know, sharing rubber duckies with Jeep owners yet. It's, you know, you don't take a ducky, you give a ducky. So, I mean, we'll, we'll learn that 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Bye. I uh, apparently have missed something. Oh, you don't know about the whole Jeep thing with the duckies?
2: No. Yeah,
1: if you own a Jeep, you're supposed to you're supposed to leave a ducky on somebody else's Jeep. If you see another Jeep somewhere, you're supposed to leave a little rubber ducky. Have you seen the Jeeps that have like on their dash? They have like a ton of rubber duckies on there.
2: No, huh. I guess I haven't noticed. Miss- oh, check out some huh. Jeeps. Yeah. So huh. That's an interesting concept in an area like ours, where jeeps
1: are a plenty. There's a ton of jeeps.
3: Yeah, I'm looking for rubber ducks. Yeah, you're just yeah, me too. That's
1: interesting. You have to keep like a giant box of rubber duckies in your backseat. Yeah, no, it's it's a thing. Like, I think it started during the pandemic, and it was it was specifically a jeep owner thing. Like, if jeep owners see other jeeps, and well, I I mean, I know the the old
2: adage: it's a jeep thing you wouldn't understand. Like, I've heard that before.
1: Right. And indeed. this was a cheap thing you didn't understand. Uh, indeed. Right. right. Um, when he- when Susan confronts Henry about the rubber ducky, rubber ducky, you're the one. Um, Henry Ooh, I just realized the rest of that song and it takes a dark turn. Uh-huh.
0: Rubber yeah. ducky, yeah. you're the
1: one. You make bath time so much fun. Yeah. 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 Okay, anyway. Um, Susan confronts Henry about the rubber duck and he's got a fairly nonchalant reaction to her accusations and, um, he gets kind of violent when it comes to the rubber ducky and, you know, he kind of wrestles it away and, and runs away from his mother. And, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of maybe finally starting to see that there's clearly something wrong with this kid. Yeah, Yeah. If
3: if Um, the previous hour and 15 minutes of the movie didn't convince you, it was definitely getting... Possession of the rubber duck.
1: Correct. Yeah, because that's that's typical.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, as uh, Susan and Mark have grown closer, um, Henry becomes jealous and threatens Susan's life at this point, which leads to a bit of a fight between Mark and Henry. Uh, Susan does mm-hmm. finally confront Henry about uh, his younger brother's death during a walk, in which Henry admits he may have killed his brother and in a fairly violent turn of events henry pushes his own mother off a cliff and as she dangles from a branch mark and henry fall over the edge and susan must choose to must choose who to save in this situation so yeah it's a, a movie almost ends on a cliffhanger and and it's a real susan's choice
3: oh oh man he doubled bo he doubled on that
1: <laughs> that is there's there's a lot happening there. I, I, mm-hmm. I double fisted that one. No, I I know. To... Am I going to apologize? I don't think I'm going to apologize.
2: Probably not.
1: No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um. So Susan, unable to hold on to both boys, uh, takes a look at uh, Henry and and says, "Indiana, Indiana, let it go," and then she drops Henry and he falls to his death
2: which is just some really dark crap,
1: man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't, Um, I, pulling back the curtain for folks, we, we've recorded some stuff a little out of order here. Um, earlier tonight, we recorded the episode that will come out next week, and that is uh, Indian Summer, which is a, a feel-good movie about a bunch of friends going to a summer camp, and you feel warm and fuzzy after you've seen the movie. You don't so much feel warm and fuzzy after watching this one. No. No. Not a whole lot of warmness, not a whole lot of fuzziness, just psychotic rubber duckies.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna, I, I know typically we we try to reserve some of our opinion parts uh, for once we get past the the major moments part of this, um. But I just, I, I need to throw this out here now. Why was he in the middle of the desert at the end of the movie? As he's. Giving the uh contemplative voiceover monologue. When did you know what? I when did Maine I become a desert?
3: I don't know, John, but okay. I don't I I am I'm, I'm gonna go back to his uh um eulogy yeah. that he gave. It didn't make any sense.
1: Yeah.
3: He was, he was kind of like, well, I'll never forget that day when What was the, what was the gal named Sharon, Susan, Susan. Yeah. When Susan held us up above the cliff like that, I wasn't sure she was going to choose to save me.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm not sure she'd choose to save me again over her own child. Like, God. And then he's like, so I'll never ask. And that was it. It was just like, okay. Like Uh (laughs) I didn't like, what am I supposed to contemplate there? There's no big, I'm not sure and see, and and see Pat what I,
1: what I thought you were just going to say was I thought you were just going to say well see John I don't know and I don't care.
3: Mm. <laughs> That's what it's kind of coming
1: down to. Yeah, uh-huh. So, yeah, oh. I, I'm a little a little confused by the ending, but um yeah, okay. I don't I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But uh Let's um, uh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's plunge the scissors even deeper into our cousin's throat and uh, think a little more deeply about this one.
0: And now, deep thoughts.
2: I have an opinion on this matter.
0: Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow, it's very deep. Thank you.
1: All right, so when do we first see this and and do we like this movie? I had not seen this movie before, and I think I think as a psychological thriller, this movie had potential um, but I did not like it. Like I'm 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 up for a good psychological thriller. I'm up for a good horror movie. And I always think that creepy kids are a decent way to do that, you know, to take something innocent and, and good and pure and, and, you know, make it evil. Um, that's always a good way to make things extra creepy. Extra creepy. But, um, yeah, I don't know, just uh, not executed well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and even, mm-hmm. you know, I thought with the kids. The acting performances were okay. Um, Elijah, I felt Elijah Wood was better than Macaulay Culkin. Um, what I know about this is I know that the executives, um, I think it was Fox that originally was going to do this, the executives were like, hey, Home Alone, huge movie. Silence yeah. of the Lambs, huge movie. What yeah. if, and, she, and, and hear me out, what if we mix the two? and I honestly believe that's how this movie came to be because I I, I had read up a couple things that they were like yeah that made a bunch of movie that made a bunch that made a bunch of money that made a bunch of money what if we did something that kind of like mixed those two ideas and made even like more money
2: the search for more money
1: Uh uh-huh yeah yeah I don't know (sighs)
3: <sighs> Bull, had you I seen mean, this the, the, the option, oh, yeah.
1: the the option for this movie, I guess, was to, uh, you know, have somebody accidentally leaves Hannibal Lecter home alone and he's got to stop the home invaders from coming inside by eating them. I guess that was the other option, but
3: that would be one option. You
1: know, that's a slightly different take on guess who's coming to dinner.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Having some friends over for dinner.
2: Make sure we have some fava beans.
1: And a nice Chianti. Yeah, so, Bo, you had seen this one before. Yes. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? as we're lambasting it? What are your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I wasn't looking forward to seeing it again. It's oh. not something that's on my list of, gosh, gotta see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> But it never um I guess it didn't bother me as much, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um But it like I said, it's not something I'm rushing out to go see.
3: Sure. Yeah, I um I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I'm not a super big fan of this movie. Um, you're right. Like, you know, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood are, you know, really good. I mean, I think they definitely bring this to life, right? I, but I don't want to, I don't want to hate on the movie just because I don't like, you know, the way it goes or the the, the, uh, the way the plot unfolds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I, and and again, I don't want to yuck someone else's yum. That's been my new leaf that I've tried to turn over in the last few months. So I would just say, observing, you know, objectively, as objectively as I can be, it it seems like this movie does what a lot of thriller, maybe horror-adjacent type movies do, that, that I think we've watched for the pod in the last couple of weeks and so forth, but it, it stays on a very superficial level, this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're put into situations where it's like, oh, my God, what would you do? You know? Oh, my gosh, you're holding your kid and your nephew, and your kid is evil, and your nephew, you're trying to save, you can only save one. What do you do? Or, hey, you know, you're, you're screwing around with your cousin, and then he, like, throws Mr. Highway off the, the bridge and calls him Big X. Oh, my gosh, what would you do? You know, like, that's what this movie does is it just puts you in these situations where you, you go to your aunt. Hey, like, something's going on with uh, my cousin, your son. Like, he's going to smack. Don't bring this to me again. Okay. Not helpful. Goes to talk to his uncle. Kid's already there. Okay. Not helpful. Calls home. Uh, or to his dad. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get there soon. I'll get there. So-. And then, like, he doesn't show up. Okay, so, like, what do you do? You're totally cut off. No one believes you. You know, and I mean, so I think that aspect of the movie, it does, you know, really well is it's just like, oh my gosh, like how would you get out of these situations? But where I say it's superficial is that's all there really is. It's just these different situations that, you know, Frodo Baggins is trying to kind of work his way out of or survive. They never really delved into why did he kill his brother? Or why did the mom decide to suddenly say, Go from smacking her nephew because he suggested that her her son was, you know, not all he was supposed to be. And she smacks him and then jumps to kind of calling her son out and, you know, like, oh, maybe he's not all right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you have some suspicion from the,
2: but that's- Well, never, she does find that rubber duck, right?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's a lot of critical plot points hanging on a rubber duck. You're exactly right, though. You're, I mean, no, but, and I'm not, I'm not like calling shenanigans on what you say. You're exactly it. It was the rubber duck, but it's like, you know, if this movie is supposed to be a psychological thriller, well, I think I need more than a rubber duck in terms of why did mom switch from one child to the other? Why was this kid so evil in the first place? Why, you know, I, it's, it's only superficial. The movie doesn't really seek to, explain or interrogate or show or demonstrate or anything with these bigger plot points and bigger themes. Basically what they do is they just put you in one uncomfortable situation after another and then just kind of make you go, Oh man, what would I do? Oh man, that's scary. And it does that well, but it's just like, I I just, you know, I want a little bit more, but I know there's people that like thrillers like this and they enjoy it. So I'm not going to yuck your yum. It just wasn't my, my personal yum. That's all I'm saying
1: add to the list of phrases i never thought i'd hear spoken on this podcast that's a lot of critical plot points to hang on a rubber duck
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there it is man there it is
1: yeah guys we've hit the big time <laughs> yeah
3: you're going to you're going to see that written down and you know someday
1: yeah yeah i that's probably my criticism of the movie i mean there's a there are there are several things to criticize I think about the movie, but um, you know, the, the genre, the subgenre of the creepy kid um, you know, Mm -hmm. this movie was, was probably, you know, slightly or not so slightly influenced by a movie from the fifties, I believe called Mm -hmm. the bad seed, um, which was a old black and white movie where a little girl is, you know, acting in very much the same way as um, Henry's character in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think my, my criticism of the movie, maybe my biggest criticism of the movie, um, you know, the ending is weird, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to understand why the kid was doing this. Yep. Like, if if a child, there's just, there's something about if an adult comes across as pure evil and we're not sure why, like, I think of the blending of the two movies, if that's really what they were trying to argue and say, hey, yeah, let's, let's blend Home Alone and Silence of the Lambs. It's, I think, easier for me to understand, and I'm okay with not getting a whole lot of the reasons behind why a Hannibal Lecter is a serial killer, because he's mm-hmm. an adult. And I, I just know that he's an adult you know he he seems to be and an, as much of an evil person as a person can be, um. And do I need to have it explained why he is a serial killer and you know the motivations behind why he does what he does? Um, you know I I don't I don't know that I really need that for the adult character of Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. but I feel like for a child for someone who is supposed to be roughly age 10 or 12, let's say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to have a pretty clear idea in this movie of how did this kid get this way? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like his parents seem like they are pretty level-headed people and they seem like they're kind people. The little sister is kind. Um, You know, what is, I guess one of the things is what is this movie trying to tell me other than look at this creepy, evil child. He is relentless. He will not stop, and he has no remorse. He's like a Terminator. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, why? Was it, was it, because, and I feel like they started to hint at a few little things, like, was he jealous of his younger brother when he got, does it all hinge on a rubber ducky? He got the rubber Mm -hmm. ducky taken away and given to his younger brother. Is it jealousy? Like, is that what started this? I mean, you, you would think that, the parents would have seen something in his, if he was this messed up uh, at this young of an age and doing these kind of things, you would think that maybe the parents would have seen something. They don't seem like they are, you know, abdicating their responsibilities as parents. They seem like they are pretty good parents. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's where this falls apart a little bit for me is if you're going to show me a kid that is this evil, Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like with a child, I need to see some reasons as to why. Like, what got him to this place? And I don't get any of that.
0: No,
3: we're kind of treated to, like, the writing equivalent of the the movie Speed. Uh You know? It's like the movie just basically does pop quiz hotshot. Your cousin is, you know, threatening to kill your other cousin. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Right. And at no point can you say, okay, well, why, why, (laughs) why again, is this kid doing this? What? Okay. We're not going to do it. What would you do? Oh, you gotta be shocked. You know? So I think that was, and like I said, I kind of have gotten that vibe every once in a while. And some, some of the thrillers we've watched in the last year or two is we've gotten into these, these thriller movies of the nineties. It's just like, some of them are like really good and, you know, kind of in depth and, And they explore these things. And then some of them are just like, okay, they're, and I'm repeating myself, but it's just like, okay, they're not explaining the why they're not really setting it up. I mean, it just, and then, and I'm not going to judge it because people like to be thrilled like that. Hey, that's your thing. That's I'm more, more power to it, but it's just like, I think what's happening now, if we start to look for that deeper level, Mm -hmm. we start to pick the movie apart a little bit because it just isn't there.
1: We just have the creepy Macaulay Culkin, like, showing up, randomly showing. It seems to be, like, omniscient and, like, knows everywhere that Mark is. And, like, Mark is doing something in another room. And all of a sudden, Macaulay Culkin's, you know, Henry walks in and is like. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, every single mm-hmm. time. And it's just like, oh, okay, I'm no, I'm not doing anything. I didn't touch anything. I'm not, um, oh, just minding my own business here. Just, Yeah. But uh, I mean that's that's all we get is that he will he'll pop in and he seems to know everything that's going on and he seems to know exactly what to say to the adults and he knows you know this is a a very you know hyper intelligent seems like a hyper intelligent young kid um, sociopath who right Don't forget who just sociopath yeah who just absolutely has no... Remorse or no regard for anyone else, or just wants yeah. to wants to do what he wants to do because he can do it, and feels that it's very uh, liberating.
3: And that part where he was kind of getting the drop on him—I mean, some of that I thought was cool. Yeah. Like, dang, he just outmaneuvered him. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. But, but again, why is why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why are you acting this way?
1: Yeah, man, weird deal. Yeah, so uh, it—I uh, think it—it—it it, it is what it i think it its what its I mean, it had uh, had some good moments in it, had some creepy stuff in it, and and uh, you know, obviously taking Macaulay Culkin, who's gone from Home Alone to doing something like this, is a, a huge departure for him, and mm-hmm. and I feel like kind of from this point on, um, I'm not sure his career did very well after this. Yeah kind of a, a, a bit of uh, a bit of faltering after this point um, mm-hmm. so I I don't know and I don't know which I, I think he did a few more kids movies after this but it might have been you know I, it might have been interesting if he had done a, a mixture of things if he had come back and done some more like psychological thriller type movies or things like that you know I think they could have could have done something with that but you know it seems to be that he went back to doing some kids movies after this one
3: mm-hmm
1: All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about this one before we go to three questions?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: No. No. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Then it is time for three questions.
0: He asks each traveler five questions. questions. Three questions. Three
1: questions. It's impossible to answer.
0: Impossible because you don't know the answer.
1: Nobody could answer that question. Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. His arms and legs and his body will bend. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. that's. I, I mean, these these are the things I think about. Uh, Maybe I'm the creepy kid.
3: You're not the creepy kid. Oh, okay. All right. You're not the creepy kid.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> Three questions. Question number one. Who is the creepiest kid in a movie or TV show?
2: I'm gonna say and I don't remember the actor's name and I forgot to look it up I should do it right now the kid from Problem Child always creeped me out oh yeah oh yeah that was one that just yeah that's a
1: good one yeah I'm a big fan of that movie I don't think no no you were not I remember
2: does Chucky count as a kid because that's another one
1: Maybe. Well, I think that counts more as a toy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Michael Oliver was the kid's name. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He was kind of a creepy kid. He was.
2: Just that. I don't know. Yeah. That smile.
1: That's terrifying. He's the same age we are. (laughs) Boy, I have not words. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
3: I might have to say this. I you're right. I think Problem Child was creepy and I but I, I really um you know I thought Macaulay Culkin just seemed like oof in this movie. Yeah. Which again was like just so everyone knows, I'm not just railing on a movie, I'm not yucking yums. You know, Macaulay Culkin. It it yeah. He really seemed pretty uh bad dude. And and anything else, I, I'd say like um, what was that next gen episode where the kid was like the manifestation of whatever creature they were flying the ship next to would appear? Remember that one where the creature the invisible friend? Yeah. Or make believe friend or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. kid was a little that kid was a little creepy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um did you guys ever watch the Highlander episode uh, or Highlander series? Yes, I did not. I did. I, uh, when, when I realized, you know, that things were streaming, I, I took some time and rewatched the entire series. I love the Highlander. What a great show, but there was one in there. Spoiler for the Highlander TV series, but there was one in there where one of the immortals was a kid. Oh, huh? Hmm. And which is interesting because I thought they had to be a certain age when they died. And that's when the immortal kind of kicked in. Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. But if I, gosh, now I'm well, wondering if this. If you're saying the a show.
2: genre TV show of the 80s or 90s played a little fast and loose with their own canon,
3: you know. Yeah. Okay. Your point Let's is be honest. Well taken. Let yeah. Let us be honest. No, your point is well taken. Um, but I want to say it was one of these immortals, and um, and this immortal was a kid. And was evil and was angry that it was a kid Mm -hmm. right it was angry that he like came back as like so he's just exacting his revenge on everybody yeah um I think I've got that right but yeah that was that one was creepy again because like it was this basically you know 5,000 year old kid um so yeah that one was that one was a little creepy, but I don't know. I don't know if they beat Macaulay Calkin in this thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that that kind of makes me think of like uh what was Kirsten Dunst's character in Interview with the Vampire?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> like she was supposed to be, I don't remember how how long she had been a vampire, but she was turned when she was a kid. Um mm-hmm. What were the uh there were like some some evil I feel like they were like evil deadite kids and ash versus evil dead. Okay. Um you know, and you have that in a lot of horror movies. Like you have a lot of, you know, some
2: Well, to your point of, earlier, you take the innocence of childhood and corrupt it into something evil. It's scary.
1: Right. I feel like uh it's been a while since I've seen it now. I feel like the TV show The Strain, which was also vampires feel like there might okay. been, it might have been a kid vampire in that one. Um, there's the Swedish movie. This is a really good, if, you, if anybody wants to go see a good vampire movie. Um, Swedish yeah. movie called Let the Right One In. Oh, very good vampire movie. Uh, well, you don't
0: want to let the wrong one in. I know that much. I absolutely do not.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, creepy, creepy kid vampire in that one. Um, I mean, there are just a ton of good... I mean, probably one of the better ones is uh, Reagan from The Exorcist. If you want to go with, like, King of Creepy Kids or Queen of Creepy Kids. you got the twins in The Shining. Uh, any of the, uh, you know, Village of the Dams, Children of the Corn, that kind of stuff. What was the one, uh, was it called It's a Good Life, the Twilight Zone episode that they also did in the Twilight Zone movie? where the kid had the power to change reality and he was basically holding his entire family hostage.
3: I think I I remember the title, but I I feel like the TV,
1: the TV episode was called it's a good life or something like that.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. But they did it as part of the movie too. And it was like, there was a demonic bunny rabbit that got pulled out of a Mm -hmm. hat and there was, you know, he like erased Was it he erased his sister or somebody's mouth so they couldn't talk or scream or whatever?
2: Mm. Um,
1: And I'm trying to remember, like that kid was creepy. Yeah,
2: I do remember that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Overall, I I think on that one, I think I, I think I got to go with Reagan from The Exorcist. That movie terrified me. Okay. So I think I got to stick with that one. Although there have been some, I was I was saying earlier in one of our other recordings, uh, we've been watching the TV series From, and there are some creepy kids in that show.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I would nominate them as well. All right. Um, question number two. Hypothetical, some Urukai from Isengard have broken into your house. Would you rather have Frodo Baggins or Kevin McAllister there to help you deal with the invaders?
2: I don't know. Kevin McAllister plays dirty.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I gotta go with Kevin McAllister on that one.
3: Okay. I uh yeah, you bring up a good point. I, I might just split the difference with you and go Frodo Baggins. Okay. Cause Frodo's had experience fighting orcs with swords, you know, I, mm. yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think a case can be made either way. Okay.
1: I feel like it would be fun to watch the uruk and the orcs, like go tumbling down the stairs and get hit in the face with paint cans. And I, but Frodo has Frodo has sting. I'm not sure you can beat sting. Fair enough. And, and he has the ring. So.
3: Yeah. It's kind of like you, you pick. He's had experience with the Orokai, mm-hmm. and with the means by which to stop them. Yeah. So, but you know, that's, that's not to say that Kevin McAllister couldn't figure that out.
1: Right. I mean, if you gave him a sword, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. And then final question: What is your favorite Elmer Bernstein score?
2: Hmm. This was another thing I meant to look up earlier and forgot. So let's see what I get.
3: I'll let you do the Google. My favorite is, uh, the great escape. Mm -hmm. Oh, there
1: you go. I think I'm gonna be so disappointed that nobody's probably going to choose Leonard part six. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a phrase that has been heard several times. Yeah. No one has chosen Leonard part six.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We end up uh, hitting that one more often than, uh,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: then we probably should. Oh, wow. I don't even know what that movie's about.
1: Nobody knows what that movie's about.
2: It's best that way, honestly.
1: Point. Oh.
2: oh, the three amigos.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I didn't want to hit the obvious. Ghostbusters was part of my problem. Right. Because we could all just say Ghostbuster oh, Stripes. That was fun.
1: I actually really enjoy the score for the black cauldron. Yeah. So I might have to throw that one. in.
2: One of the strong points of a lamp often uh, lampooned movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm not going to go with the obvious ghostbusters,
2: speaking of lampoon animal house.
1: Yeah.
3: The soundtrack show about the ghostbusters is really, really good. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think Ghostbusters may be the obvious choice for me. Yeah, because there's huh? some
2: of that is just so like it's very tonal. Like mm-hmm. he sets a lot of mood in some of those scenes with the background music that is just so strong. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard
1: not to. But I mean there's a bunch of there's a bunch of movies that I love that he composed. American Werewolf in London.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you got you know, Magnificent Seven. You've got um Pat. Was the one, what was the one you said? Great Escape. Great Escape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many good options. Bo, did you narrow your step?
2: I think I was going to stick with. Can um... I mean, we keep thinking over here? It's not fair.
1: Yeah. I know. It hurts when I do that. It does. Yeah.
2: Okay. I am going to stick with. Wait
1: for it.
3: <laughs>
1: Almost there. <laughs> Almost Stripes there. Harder. Stripes. Oh,
3: that's a way. There
1: we go. Pat, the one man band.
3: Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, It's a weird little movie. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I, I mean, I'd say maybe, I'd say maybe it's worth a watch just to say you watched it. You like,
3: you like thrillers? Go for it. Yeah. If
1: you like thrillers, if you like creepy kids, then go for it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I wished a little bit more out of it. Like I would have seen, I would have liked to have Mm -hmm. seen a little bit more, um, I would have been fine if they added 10 minutes to the movie and did a little bit more developing of his character. Um, and, mm. and let me see a few more reasons as to why this kid is like this. Uh, I, it's It's more, in my opinion, it's more compelling if I know why the kid is like this rather than just he's evil. So... Well, if nothing else, it gave me the opportunity to do the, oh, hi, Mark, drop a couple of times. Exactly.
3: So, which, you know.
1: You know. Which
3: hey, I, we got to credit where credit's due.
1: When that happens, I think we all win.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this one. Uh, 30podcast.com is where you can find our website with all of our past episodes um, and where you'll find all of our future episodes whenever they come out. Uh, but you can also subscribe in your podcast listening app of choice. Uh, so whatever app you got, head on over there, uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating in those, um, Apple music reviews, um, Apple podcast reviews, those help out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us each and every week as we talk movies here and, uh, coming up, just kind of give you an idea of what we got coming out next, the rest of this month, the month of August is our family and relationships month. We've got my life into the West, the good son, Indian summer and Adam's family values. Our Patreon episodes for August are Krull uh, from 1983, and our two Patreon shorts are Super Mario Brothers from 93 and Night of the Sharks from 88. In September, coming up next month, is our Month of Secrets. Uh, And our regular episodes are Rising Sun, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Schindler's List, with our Patreon episodes as Return of the Jedi, and our two Patreon shorts, Scarface, and Somewhere Tomorrow both of those from 1983. So we have got many, many, many good things coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks or so. If you want to add something to our 500th episode celebration, go ahead on over to your favorite social media outlet and use the hashtag 30pod500 or email us, leave a voicemail on our website, any one of those ways. Smoke signals might work too, if any of us are outside and looking and you live nearby. I don't know. Sure. I try I like it, I guess. You know. What the heck? Yeah, why not? What the heck? Why not? Um, all right. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank, Thank you, you, John. Guys.
1: All right, everybody. We will see you back here next time. Uh maybe it'll be a little bit more lighthearted uh trip to a summer camp next time. We'll we'll put on Aww. some sunscreen, we'll get out on the lake, and uh we'll just we'll feel better about ourselves.
3: I like to feel better about myself.
1: Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> be excellent to each other, go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time.